Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. Welcome to our devotionals in Zechariah. We're looking today at these verses again in chapter 8, wonderful verses full of promise uh, and full of hope. Let's read uh, Zechariah 8 verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I'm burning with jealousy for her. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the city of truth, the faithful city, and the mountain of the holy Lord will be called the holy mountain. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each with cane in hand because of his age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvellous to the remnant of his people at that time, but will it seem marvellous to me, declares the Lord Almighty? This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will save my people from the countries of the East and the West. I'll bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people. I will be faithful and righteous to them as their God. So what we have here is these staccato promises from God. There's ten repetitions in chapter eight of this phrase this is what the lord almighty says it's as if god is saying look i'm making these promises as joshua said yesterday we can have confidence in these promises because it's god who's backing these promises i love what a um, couple of old commentators say about this Um, However incredible from a natural human point of view, the fulfillment of these things may be, they will most certainly come to pass because the name of the infinite, eternal and faithful Jehovah, with whom nothing is too hard or impossible, stands pledged to their accomplishment. And another commentator puts it like this. He says, by making the name of Jehovah of hosts surety for their accomplishment, a whole series of apparent impossibilities are thus turned into certainties. Isn't that wonderful? And here in this passage, God says, it may seem marvellous to you, but it's not marvellous to me. It's like, you know, hey, you're surprised at the miracles I'm doing, but I'm not surprised at my own power. It's quite amusing, isn't it? It's kind of, I'm not surprised at what I've just done. I mean, I always knew I could do it anyway. You should have known that I could do it. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not uh, amazed at this. So God knows that he can do it. He promises he can do it. And I just want to focus on one particular wonderful little promise that's in this section here, here, where it says that once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each with cane in hand because of his age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. And it's a beautiful picture, as Joshua mentioned yesterday. You see, if you think about it, as they've returned from exile in 586 BC, they've returned and um, there is this... uh, there is a reality, which is that the young people will have returned, the, the, the vigorous, mobile. This is three months of travel from Babylon returning back 
and that's a big journey to make. And the, and the reality is that many of them are going to uh, be young people, mobile people who have, have been able to uh, return to Jerusalem, leaving the elderly generally not uh, returning back. Uh, and uh, by the way, I got that date wrong. 586 is when they went into exile, but just uh, 539 as they came back. And um, so we have this picture then of uh, a city, of course, the city which has narrow alleyways uh, and it's still a place which is dangerous because there's a lot of hostility. Uh, but the picture is that there will be these open plazas, these areas, uh, open areas in this city of peace that God is, will establish in which elderly people will sit and um, chew the card and put the worlds to rights with the sun shining on their faces, leaning on their, their canes in the open areas and they will return. And then the young, the young people, children will be playing happily in the streets as well. And it's a beautiful picture, isn't it? And um, I, I, I love again a, a quote from a, a chap called Pusey who describes this scene of elderly and young people. This has application to us because in our churches, we want to be families which have people of all ages as part of our uh, gathering and our congregation. You know, we need the wisdom of the elderly and their maturity and their experience. They can they can say God is faithful and we can look at them and think, yes, he has been faithful. We need those people to be amongst us. We need children, the next generation, the future generation to be amongst us playing and part of the congregation of God's people. So let me just read a quick quote and then I'll just apply it as we come to a close. This quote here from Pusey says, the old man so aged that he has to lean on his staff for support because of the multitude of his days and the young in the glad buoyancy of recent life, fresh from their creator's hands, attest alike the goodness of the creator who protecteth both the children in their yet undeveloped strength and the very old whom he hath brought through all the changes and chances of this mortal life in their yet sustained weakness for the tottering limbs of the very old and the elastic perpetual motion and playfulness of childhood are like distant chords of the diapason of the creator's love beautiful pictures Diapason is, a, is an organ stop. And so this idea of the chords of God's love with the bass notes playing and the high notes playing. We need a church which has the notes playing across the different generations, the notes of the elderly with that deep bass and the, the notes of the children playing their, their playful tunes as well amongst us. Let's pray that we are a gathered church like that. You know, during times of famine, during times of war and during times of plague, uh, it is the elderly and often the children who are most excluded and affected. And we've seen that and elderly people have been unable to gather to us and be with us in our meetings and and children likewise as well have been marginalized now i believe that god is going to bring the elderly back amongst us 
into our midst and we need them and we need to pray that they are safely able to come back and be amongst us because we so value them. And then the children. God is bringing the children back. You know, the children, I'm getting so excited about the fact that God has got a great plan for the youth and children of our churches and our generation. And we need to be gathering them. We need to be praying that God brings them in we're to our buildings, to our churches, so that they can be actively parts of what God is going to do for the next generation. The children can play amongst us, that they can have fun amongst us and that they can learn amongst us and be part of our community, integrated into our church community, not on the edge, but members with us of that community. We want those children to be a part of it. And so let's pray that that's what we see. And this is the promise of God. It is based on his name, his his faithfulness, that it will happen. And so we can hold on to that and say, yes, Lord, young and old and people from afar. It goes on to talk about people from other nations coming, people from the West and from the East coming in, people from different tribes. We want that. We want the church to be a place full of the different sounds and noises of multicultural and multi-age and multi-generational people gathering together for his glory to worship him and to be his people. So let's pray for that together right now. Lord, we do ask you for the elderly, that you would protect them and that you would bring them back amongst us. For the young, that they would be able to partake again in the life of the church, even this Sunday as we gather our children into our meeting. Bring them in, Lord, we ask. And we pray, oh God, for a wonderful church that is full of people from every background and every tribe and every tongue and every generation, oh God. For your glory, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.